aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, we've got a great show for you right now. This is Erskine, and I've got a friend of mine, Rebecca Terrell, one of the best writers I know. And I've also got coming up next our Daniel Greenfield with uh, Front Page Mag. Now, Rebecca is senior editor, regular contributor to The New American. Fabulous publication. Comes out uh, every week, if I'm not mistaken, or every two weeks. It is just chock full of information that you need to stay ahead. And we need all the honest information we can get today. We're getting it nowhere else. I just read an article in this week's New American that Rebecca wrote called Lethal UN Healthcare. And I said, Lethal UN Healthcare sounds interesting. Uh, this uh, method the UN is taking to control and bring about one world government and population control. All of it's going there together. And they're doing stuff for our good. Yes, for our good. When they go around with trick-or-treat for UNICEF, trick-or-treat for UNICEF, these are the same people who are trying to kill off children and to uh, put them into famine. Long-term depopulation control agenda. Now they're after American sovereignty. The World Health Organization mandating health care worldwide. They have a pandemic treaty. Fortunately, it did not pass Congress, but they declared public health emergency. They dictate to the countries what to do, take over closures, vaccines, et cetera, in all countries, take over the government, fossil fuel-driven health care concerns, gun, that's a health care control concern, racism, health care concern, overpopulation, health care concern. They're taking over every aspect of our lives, aren't they, Rebecca? They certainly are, and we have got to do something about it, don't we? We absolutely do, because we are about to lose our entire government, our entire sovereignty, our entire constitution, turning it over to the U.N. without them firing a shot with the same WHO that Donald J. Trump got us out of, Joe Biden put us back into, and the World Health Organization, the man in charge of that, is nothing but a shill for China, just as Joe Joe Robert F. Biden appears to be. It's all China. They paid off uh, Biden's. They paid off the World Health Organization very cheaply. This is a not just UN, but it's a Chinese takeover because they are the ones who covered up for COVID, aren't they? One of the main ones. Where it came from, how it did. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, too, we have an advantage right now because they're starting, they're really accelerating. They're ramping up their game. And in that, they are showing their hands and more people are waking up. Of course, it's kind of kind of silly. There are a lot of people who think that this just started recently, all of this bad, bad behind the scenes government type work. And we know better than that. It's been going on for literally centuries. But right. um more, more and more people are waking up and they're, they're realizing, you know, all these conspiracy theories that I used to laugh at, they're right. coming true. And it is easier to talk to people now about this, about what's going on. But yeah, the, the, uh, the poise that the World Health Organization has been foisting on us, it didn't just start with COVID. It's been going on for as long as that organization has existed. You could go back to a movie 
I'm glad you mentioned it. It's one of my favorites, 1973, Soil and Green, Edward G. Robinson, Charlton Heston. I didn't know this. The movie was set in 2022. They talk about food shortages in there. They talk about euthanasia. They talk about artificial meats. Of course, they're euthanasia very nice. You could put into a uh, theater and they show you pictures of green grass and different things that they no longer have in the future. And you sit back and can remember and then they, you're put to sleep. And the key to the movie is when they come out and Charleston Heston is yelling and screaming at people, soil and green that everyone loved to eat because they were going to artificial meats and everything. Everyone wanted to eat. He said, it's people. And at that point, everybody in the audience says, oh, my God. It was an incredible movie, wasn't it? But it's what's happening. Soil and green is here. It's starting to happen, isn't it? Do you know there were there were some uh, Silicon Valley executives who started their own company? It literally called it Soylent Corporation, and they market wow. dehydrated food, which I think is <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I want to buy anything from them, knowing that knowing that movie. But um, no, well, the point my point in bringing up that movie was though to say someone writing for the Washington Post recently said, "Well, they got a lot right in that movie. We are." suffering catastrophic climate change and food shortages right. because people are because of overpopulation and you know that is what they always bring up overpopulation that is such a huge lie i dare people to try to overpopulate this planet you can't do it right this planet has plenty of resources available and god created it, it cre- he created us and he's not going to let that kind of thing happen to his children no, no. We can we can reduce what we have by not allowing any carbon so that the plants won't grow, but it's all there for us. Uh, they tell us what they want us to do. Gates wants to reduce the population by 15%. He's told them that. The Georgia Guidestone said that they wanted to reduce the population to 500 million. They have an unpopulation unpop, uh, fund, uh, the universal uh, uh, with the UN. Therefore, abortion, contraception, sterilization, universal sexual reproductive health rights, all of this. I mean, they want total control, don't they, Rebecca? They do. And what you're talking about, too, one of, one of the things uh, that, that the World Health Organization and UNICEF uh, tried to pull on third world countries a number of years ago was uh, masking um contraceptive vaccines under the guise of tetanus vaccinations. Oh, that's that's a really big one. I wasn't to that one yet, but they were giving these tetanus vaccines and what was that that was in there? Some sort of a thing that would make people have spontaneous abortions and stillbirths and all that, right? They did. that. Well, and to tell you the truth, the um, World Health Organization has been working on contraceptive vaccines for decades now. They came up with them. They finally landed on a successful combination in early 1990s, and that's when they have started these tetanus vaccination campaigns in third world countries. But this is the deal. They only target women of childbearing age, and it is a series of about five shots given in a very short amount of time. Which right. you and I know, you don't have to get a tetanus booster that that rapidly. You get a right. you get a tetanus shot, and you need a you need another booster in about seven or ten years, depending upon your environment that you're in. So a lot of the doctors in these countries 
that threw up red flags to them. Why are you targeting only women of childbearing age? And with these, with a series of rapid succession shots, it turns out each one of those countries, they were injecting these women with contraceptive vaccines. And now those women cannot carry a birth to term. And each of those countries is now also suffering a population decline. In fact, worldwide, we're seeing a population decline, especially in our developed countries like us and in Europe. And uh, the forecasters are saying this is going to be a problem. When, when you have a population that is mostly an older population, you're going to have a lot of problems, economic problems, health care, all of these things that go along with an aging population. And we're right. seeing that playing out right now. And where did so, they go? Yeah, they this, went to... They went to Mexico, they went to the Philippines, they went to Nicaragua, they went to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Some of the poorest countries yeah. on the face of the earth, that's where they went. They were, you know, hanging over the poor people and trying to depopulate their countries. This is just horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And you know what? It really truly is racist. I think it's so diabolic the way they foment all this, all these uh, racism. You know, it's it's the source of all these riots and things that are going on in our country right now. When when I interact with people, I'm not I'm not racist, but these agenda foisted on these countries by the World right. Health Organization, that is racist. They are targeting the black, brown and yellow babies of the world. Right now, in Stockholm 1970, growth of population problems for uh preservation of the environment. They're really worried about it. That's when that started. It came out uh, in 94 when they went to Mexico, uh, 3 million in the Philippines and elsewhere. And this was forced. Then they went to Kenya in 2013. UNICEF, the Children's Fund, they were part of this. Nobody knew that uh, they had this anti-fertility in the tetanus shot. Nobody knew that. How, uh, I wonder how we know it now. What happened that we know it now? Did somebody well, the there doctor- talk? The doctors in Kenya discovered it. They sent off samples of that, that vaccine to labs, and it came back positive. The, the, the samples they sent came back tested positive for a combination called beta-HCG. HCG is a pregnancy hormone. It's what a pregnancy test uses to tell you right. whether a woman is pregnant or not. And you, normally, a woman is not. It, that doesn't trigger an immune reaction in a woman, of course. That pregnancy hormone usually triggers a reaction where she protects the baby, her body protects the baby and, and right. the baby grow to maturity. And um, in this case, they found a combination where they combined that HCG hormone with the tetanus vaccine and it, it prompted an immune reaction in the mother's system. So anytime she sees that hormone, her body, her immune system sees it as a foreign invader and starts to attack it without that hormone the baby, she can get pregnant, but she can't carry the baby to term. She's going to miscarry. And this is one of the longest articles that you have written. It's one of the longest ones that you've written. And you really were passionate about this because it's all true. We haven't heard it anywhere. Uh, infer- uh, there's infertility uh, with a uh, Christian group called People of the Way. Their leader, she lost three babies. Uh, and at one point, high levels of the anti-HCD antibodies 
is the inability to carry pre- pregnancy to term. And the WHO, the Tetanus Elimination Campaign, since the 1990s, they declared June the World Infertility Awareness Month. We're down to 2.4 uh, births per woman in 19, uh, and now 1964 at 5.1. That's a ter- terrific drop. You could say their program was highly successful, couldn't you? I think so. And I mean, that, and they're not shy about that. They, they brag about, oh, we're depopulating the world because they, the big lie is that overpopulation is going to kill us all. Just like you driving your car is going to kill us all. Right. So you have to switch to electric. So they can pull the plug on electric because now they're pulling the plug on any real sources, you know, good sources of energy. Now they want us to go to wind and solar. Wind and solar can't power an industrial economy. Look no, at what they're can't. trying to do. We are learning who they are and they tell us what they want to do. The arrogance of mm-hmm. these people is astonishing to me, isn't it to you? I mean, where they're going to, they're telling you this is, this is truly Mac. I would say Machiavellian, but it's Luciferian. This is demonic what they want to do. It absolutely is, and we know that simply because God did give us the directive to be fruitful and multiply. And their message is, don't have faith. Depopulate. Depopulate. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're back. Erskine and three, uh, <laughs> Rebecca Sorrell. Uh, Rebecca's <laughs> with an uh, organization called The New American. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. They've got the truth. Now, what we're talking about is infertility, how this is happening to people. And they, they want infertility uh, because it's helping women avoid pregnancy through abortion. They want that. 2017 prevented 308 million since 2017. Three prevent 308 million pregnancies. They're proud of it. They're saying abortion is health care. No, boys and girls, abortion isn't health care. Abortion, in my opinion, and uh, I think Teresa will agree with me, is murder. These are people who are looking at more murder. And if you believe in God, you've got to know that God said there in over 100 places, I knew ye before you were born. In over a hundred places, you can Google it, and you'll come up with a hundred quotes from the Bible saying that I knew you before you were born. Then you are a child of God, and this is murder. So this is absolutely uh, it is. 
the, these people are just as bad as Mengele and the Germans and the Nazis were. Now, there's an 80% uh, increase in miscarriages, fetal malformation, stillbirths. All of this is happening post-COVID, post-COVID shots. COVID vaccine on children affects their fertility. This is dangerous stuff. A lot of that came from Wahom Nagar, a member of the Kenyan Catholic Doctors Association. They suspected this. They suspected it. Lab tests discovered contraceptives agent hidden in the COVID jabs. This is really nefarious. So a lot of people are getting that all over the world. It worked in the poorer countries. Now they're going for the rest of us, aren't they? That's absolutely right. And, and, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about is history. It's recent history, but it is history. And you say, okay, why is that pertinent to us today? It is exactly what you just said. They've just foisted all these vaccines on us. And look at what happened in May at the World Health Organization's 75th (laughs) annual meeting. President Biden attempted to hand over say-so of our own health care policymaking to the World Health Organization. It's surprising to me that the World Health Organization members did not adopt what he proposed. They didn't, but it's because they are crafting an agreement right now that would effectively accomplish the same thing across the entire globe. So the World Health, next time the World Health Organization decides, oh, we have a pandemic, such as monkeypox now, they get to tell us exactly what we do. Can you say China? Can you look at some of these these countries, Australia, all these places that locked down to the point to death, uh, bringing great numbers into poverty, causing death worldwide? We have insurance adjusters who tell us now that the amount, the numbers of deaths over the past two years since, since the COVID jab has come into play are just off the charts. Now and they're also hand also, over. They're they're also giving shots to children as young as six months, when children have not developed the uh, receptor sites for COVID. We know that, and they're giving it to children as young as six months, experimental. And they've shown pictures. Now, very few people are t- going in. Americans are smarter than that. They also joined in the WHO joined in promoting the jab for both kids and adults. Through the COVAX initiative, a collaboration that includes a star-studded lineup of population control advocates, UNICEF, Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness, uh, and GAVI, the uh, Vaccine Alliance, CEPI, was launched in 2017. By whom? By Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, the organizational mastermind of the Great Reset to usher in dystopian Fourth Industrial Revolution, drastic reduction in the world's population with depopulation cheerleader Bill Gates, co-founded CEPI and leads the funding for both organizations and Gabby. There is your devil in the details. And I mean that word devil in the true sense of the word. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Rebecca, a lot of people might be sitting there listening to this and saying, this conspiracy theory, it's just garbage, it's conspiracy theory. But to, to prove this, in uh, 2008, the UN Chronicle, that's the magazine of the United Nations since 1946, published in 2008, and here's what it says. Hunger has great positive value to many people. Now, I'm quoting, is, hunger has positive value. Isn't that an insane comment, Rebecca? It's horrid. It's absolutely horrid, but it is so characteristic of these people. They they have this God complex. They <clears throat> brag also, the World Health Organization brags on its website, that of performing 73 million abortions and 308 wow. million avoided pregnancies through their contraceptive programs. And these are the ones that are out there in the open. This isn't the the covert contraceptive vaccines that they've been giving to women under the guise of tetanus vaccines. That means we are talking about 300, almost 400 million lives that they brag about destroying. Now, if we put that, and I like to put things in perspective because you you can talk about these big numbers and you, you can't really wrap your mind around them because we don't deal with numbers like that in our daily lives. No. If you think of a if you think of a Boeing 747, it's got 366 passengers on it. Right. The number of lives that they're bragging about destroying is more is like taking more than a million Boeing 747s <clears throat> and crashing <throat> and filling them with babies and crashing them. <clears throat> if that is enough of a graphic example of what we're talking about here, how many great exactly- lives, great entertainers, great. Uh- People of uh, medicine and other uh, things, how many great people have lost their life because of that? That, I mean, it's incredible. Such a great point. We have probably, we've killed Mozarts. We've killed, um, like you said, in in medicine, what if we've killed the person who was intended to find a cure for cancer? All of these these lives matter, and they didn't happen by accident. They didn't take God by surprise. He knew that person before that person was born, just like you said. And the value of life has been taken down to nothing. Now, here's what they also say. Hungry people are the most productive people, especially when there's a need for manual labor. How many of us would sell our services if uh, we were not for the threat of hunger? For those of us at the high end of the social ladder, this is putting themselves above everyone else. Ending hunger globally would be a disaster. 
if there was no hunger in the world, who would plow the fields, who'd harvest our vegetables, who'd work in the rendering plants, who would clean our toilets, and you go on, who would clean your, wash your clothes, who would do all of that, the work that you don't want to do. Hunger's not a problem, they say, but an asset. An outcry of the UN pulls SA from its website. I mean, this is just absolutely incredible. That was the UN. And they send around, they've got the audacity to ask for money, kids to go trick-or-treating for UNICEF to get money to end hunger when they are promoting it in their reality. This is the sickest thing I have ever heard of. We should be out of the UN yesterday and definitely out of the World Health Organization. These are uh, demonic Luciferian organizations. And uh, we should, we have to be better. We have to restore our Judeo-Christian value system. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. We've got to bring it back. We've got to do what God would want. And we've got to bring it back to what Jesus would want. And they are certainly not doing it. And we can't We can't follow the evil one. We've got to follow the positive. We've got to follow the Prince of Peace. We've got to get away from this. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that we have to do according to his dictates is we do have to pray for our enemies. We have to pray for those who persecute us. He said that in the Sermon on the Mount. And I think maybe, too, we need to point the finger of blame a little bit at ourselves because I know that it's, it's very hard. It's hard to pray for these people who aren't such monsters. They're, and they're despicable. I, I but, cannot pray. I cannot pray for Klaus Schwab. I just cannot find myself doing it. Uh, other people have more courage than I do. But as far as I'm concerned, I can't pray for an Anthony Fauci. I just can't. I'm sorry, Rebecca. I know people who kill <laughs> other people are that evil. I cannot pray for them. I pray that they turn around and change their soul somewhat. But I can't pray anything for them. It's like uh, the old lady who was at death's door. She'd been bad the whole time. A terrible person. And people prayed for her to pull through. We, you know, I mean, that prayer goes, you know, I can pray that I will be done. That's what I can pray for. But I can't pray for anything good to happen for them. I pray that I but will that be is, done. But that is the perfect prayer. That And that is what I, that is what I mean by praying for these people. Yes, pray for their conversion. Pray that God's will be done in their lives because God's will is that they convert. And right. absolutely, no, don't put up with them. Your anger against them is a righteous anger because they are offending Almighty God. But, well, the, yes, the thing, our role to play. The thing is, right now, and you and I have talked about this. They are exposing mm-hmm. themselves like never before, aren't they? Yep, they are. Thank God. Well, I, I, and, you say thank God, but I actually believe it is God's work that they are exposing themselves more than ever before. And the problem is, they're taking good people and they are having them doing things which they don't want to do. How about nurses in the hospital where you'd had that terrific article, which is one of the best I ever read about the hospitals being the killing fields. How about that? And doctors and nurses doing things you never thought you'd see. People have to take a stand. We've got to stand on principles. Have we lost our principles or have we become, have we got the new disease called the sheep pox where we follow everything like sheep? That is so true, and that's such a good analogy, but it is it is a sheepbox. But, you know, it has always happened that way, that when people were asked to give up their lives or give up their faith, they always they gave up their lives. They did. They would, they would rather sacrifice their lives than their faith. But 
in history, throughout history, if they were asked to give up their standard of living or their faith, they gave up their faith. And that's what we've got to be brave enough to suffer what we're going to have to suffer to win the battle in the end. Because we do know what the last page says. We do know who wins in the end. <laughs> we certainly we want to do. We read, we've read the end of the book. We know the end of the book. It's like betting on a team and they're doing a rerun of the game. You're not going to bet on that. It's because other persons probably already see it live. They're doing a rerun of the game. I don't know who's going to win. No, but the other guy does. You know, you should know who's going to win. You're not going to bet on it. But people are betting on who's going to win and who's going to lose for temporary fulfillment. Things you get temporarily. Well, great politician in the United States and became president said just six weeks before he died, they asked him if he regretted anything. He said he regretted selling his soul. I believe that these people may have sold their souls. They may have made a Faustian bargain. We know that uh, there are certain people who have made Faustian bargains with the Chinese, and that may have been selling their soul in regards to this. I don't think you can separate what's going on between our spiritual and our value system. I don't think you can separate what's going on in the world today. They are intertwined. It's not just about somebody making money. It's much more than that. It's about our souls. Oh, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. But the one good thing about about uh, these people who you say have sold their souls, which I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they've made a deal with the devil. But they can't sell their souls because their souls don't belong to them. Their souls belong to God. That's why we have to pray. We have to pray for their conversion. And if enough of us start praying, and I'm not saying only pray because God put us here in this world for a purpose. If you want to pray exclusively and leave the rest up to God, then go join a convent or a monastery. That's what they're there for. If you're in this world, you are called to well, you are called to your vocation as if you do more than just pray, and that is to take action. And that's to educate yourself and listen to shows like this and read magazines like The New American because we're exposing all of these lies. The point is, let me get to this, though. This is something I wonder about, and I'm sure you have too, Rebecca. How do we know who's telling the truth? How do you know that we're telling the truth as opposed to CNN? How do you know we're telling the truth as opposed to the view? Uh, Go ahead. By their fruits, you shall know them. That's that's how Jesus Ah. said to differentiate the ones who are telling the truth from the ones who are lying. I mean, we have the World Health Organization bragging about all these lives that they destroy every year. Right, right. We have to to use... We have to use discernment. Now, one of the key things that has happened, and this has been very important, is people during this COVID situation have learned some of the things they're teaching in schools. So they're pulling kids out of the schools. The other thing that they learned is that we've had lies from medical. So people are becoming more proactive in their own medicine. And another thing that, I mean, there are a lot of positives have happened. And a lot of things people are pulling away from some of the churches because they're seeing that a lot of them have sold out, but uh, and they're getting more, hopefully, hopefully, more in touch with the God within them, and they're becoming more spiritual in that sense. So this could have some ramifications that the evil ones did not expect, as people are starting to wake up and they're starting to see, have enough awakened, and when enough awakened, we're going to be a force to uh, deal with because there are more of us than of them. So this is going to be a force to deal with. Are people waking up, Rebecca? I think they are. I think undoubtedly they are. It's it's we've seen the the surge of support for Trump despite all of the negative 
PR campaign against him, waged against him since he took office. And I'm not saying that he's the end-all, be-all. I know he's not the savior of the world, but he did a lot of good things. Um, and people are waking up and realizing, wait a minute, they, we're losing our country, and we're losing it fast, and we've got to do something right now. Can't wait for somebody else to do it, and we can't wait till later to get out of our easy chairs and get up and do something. People are, people are waking up, and it's, it's lovely to see. Now, this article that you wrote in The New Republic, and I found it to be absolutely fascinating. I called you immediately after I read it. Uh, the UN taking control, bringing about one world government, the whole the whole situation using the uh, WHO. When um, you came across this, uh, this is one of the longest articles you've written. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, this must have been very important to you. It was, wasn't it? Absolutely. All of this, uh, everything that we write, I believe in the New American, I truly do believe the New American is the best magazine, not just in the country, but in the world, to wake people up and tell them, okay, this is actually what's going on behind the scenes. (laughs) When you you wrote this, I got to stop you for a bit. When you wrote this, was there a point when you said this really can't be, I can't believe this? There really wasn't. No, I think the reason is because of the way I was raised. I was raised in a John Birch Society household, and I kind of grew up knowing about knowing about the conspiracy, knowing about the insiders and the New World Order, and so this is just kind of par for the course for me. But there are a lot of people, like I said, who think that oh, what what happened with COVID, and they they think that this all started in 2020 with COVID. And no, this has been, we've been working up to this for literally centuries. I mean, it goes back to the time of the Enlightenment and the Illuminati and then the degradation from there. Right. Uh, and this whole, and that's, and that's another way you can tell it's diabolical, because how could it have lasted for so many centuries and be so focused and so organized if it didn't have somebody pulling the strings? You know, Absolutely. generation after generation and now, um, now, what yeah, we, what is the are are you seeing that uh, are they getting scared? Is that why they're pulling out and doing so much right now? It's like they have full court press on right now. So, as the dark side, are the uh, black hats, if you want to refer to them as that, are they pulling out all the stops? It looks that way to me. I think they're. I don't think that they're necessarily scared. I think that they are pulling out all the stops because look at our reaction when when COVID was first announced as a as a pandemic. Everybody ran to the stores and we we ran out of toilet paper, right? Right. Right. Toilet paper. And why was that? It wasn't because the government had said get inside your houses and don't come out. It was because people were afraid the government were going was going to say that, and they went and stocked up because they thought the government was going to lock them in their houses. That's the activity. That's the reaction of a slave. That's not the reaction of the land of the free and the home of the brave. No, no, it's a slave reaction. Me, mine, God may take care of or something could happen. It's uh, not the reaction of somebody who is a patriot. You don't go uh, stock up. You see that everyone, everyone gets their fair share, and that's the way it should be. Now, what the other thing is, I believe that this inflation situation is going to be their Achilles heel. I think they've gone too far with inflation. Sure. Absolutely, they've gone too far. Well, they've gone too far with everything. But, you know, part of me, part of me wants to go, okay, yeah, turn up, turn up the heat in the boiling water and let them warn the frog and let them jump out. Right, (laughs) right. Frog in the boiling water. And you almost want to see them accelerate things because that is going to be the greatest 
uh, help to our side exposing what they're doing is if they speed things up and amp things up. And it, so I, I say, yeah, go ahead, bring it on. <laughs> that helps I was, us. I listened to all of them talking about how we're not in a recession. And it's like watching, uh, watching a kid squirm <laughs> when they're trying to lie. They don't lie well, do they? They really don't. <laughs> No, they do not, but they really are depending upon us remaining gullible as we have been for these past decades. Uh, you know, listening to all the, all this malarkey about Mother Earth. Right. And right. how we're destroying Mother Earth and all this malarkey about, oh, a woman's reproductive rights are paramount. What? No. Reproductive rights is a code word for let's kill babies. You got it. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. Talking with Rebecca Terrell, uh, she's a senior editor for The New American. When she wrote her article on the uh, killing fields, uh, the hospitals, and uh, what they were doing to people, uh, that had to provoke a lot of uh, interest. And I said to a number of doctors, I got taken off and censored when I started talking about the truth about COVID. And uh, that was from Twitter and that was from Facebook. They're still censoring. The censorship that we've had in this country has been horrible. Can we still get the truth out? It's getting, it was very hard, but I think people are saying enough of this censorship. They're getting away from Twitter. They're getting away from Facebook. They are saying enough. 
but we've we have never been a country that condoned censorship and now it looks like we almost have been for a long time tell me about that what do you think about the censorship are you being censored in any way you know it's so funny i haven't been censored yet knock on wood but it makes me think maybe i'm not doing enough (laughs) well when i got censored i i got a message note i told uh sydney powell his friend of mine i said sydney I've been censored from uh, by Twitter, and her response was, "What took them so long? I don't know why you haven't." Right. So, but that's okay. I feel like <laughs> you should join the club now. Come on! But the fact that's of right. the matter—that's right. Now, some of my most of some of my posts have been censored, of course, but I haven't been shut down entirely. But you know, communication is so important. They do have a leg up there. We know communication has always been important. The founding fathers formed those committees of correspondence back in the time of the Revolutionary War so they could get around the mainstream media. You know? So that's what we have to do. We have to set, we have to search out the, the good media and separate it from the bad. It's not hard to do so, though, because there's so many catchphrases that they use, that peaceful coexistence and save the earth and uh, all, the, all of these very Orwellian type sayings it's just like the the definition uh, UN peacekeepers keep the peace with guns and tanks right that's you know that's that's put on its head and that's a diabolical way of speaking that Orwellian way of speaking where black is white and left is right and all this and so it's not hard if you learn if you read um critically and listen to news reports critically you'll be able to see none of us is stupid I think we're, I think we're, we're closer to being an animal farm. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Uh, So I think we're closer to animal farm actually than 1984, but the still we're in the same type of a genre where we are in a dystopian society right now. It's a real, a real problem, but I believe that if we will maintain our values, if we will stay steadfast in our belief in God and that we are going to make it through. The only reason for us to exist is that we had the best value system. We believed in the individual. Now what they've got the great reset is very, very simple. It's socialism. It's take from the poor and give to those who are rich. We're seeing that right now. It's the total opposite of what they say they're going to do. Take from the rich and give to the poor. They're taking from the poor and giving to the rich. People are getting poor. The rich are getting richer. That's exactly what they're doing. And we believe in the individual. They don't. They believe in the collective. God made us all individuals. We all have separate fingerprints, even identical twins. To me, that's a miracle. I think it is to you, too. Absolutely. You know, what you said about Animal Farm, I've long thought that we've been an Animal Farm for a very long time. In 1984, you know, look at everywhere you go. You cannot escape screens. It's like 1984 has come to life. Screen, 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 shouting at you everywhere, and it's pervasive. You can't even get away from this narrative on Sesame Street. Uh, you know, children <laughs> children are being brainwashed. Well, you can't. Honey, when, when it gets to Sesame Street, you're in trouble. Remember, right. go to the New Ameri- uh, the um, NewAmerican.com. The NewAmerican.com is well worth your while. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, it is a pleasure having one of my favorite people, Daniel Greenfield. And welcome to Erskine and Truth Express Radio. Our website's truthexpressradio.com. Daniel is the Israeli-born author, columnist, Shillman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. He writes for Front Page Mag. He's been quoted by almost every major talk show host. We're going to examine abortion, Biden and the military, the wit and wisdom of Kamala, frontpagemag.com. That's and his blog also at uh, sultankanishblogspot.com. It's all up on truthexpressradio.com. Let's start with the first one. This one, I thought just the title of it was enough. The Wit and Wisdom of Kamala. I think you could do away with the wisdom part, but the Wit and Wisdom of Kamala. Joe Kamala, they're married to the teleprompter. Joe says too much. Kamala says nothing. Neither one of them have any real skills. They really don't have any speaking skills. They don't, do they, Daniel? You know, if you're doing a job like yours or you're in politics, you actually need to be able to communicate. But the good thing is when you're in a one-party state like California and you're a Democrat, then you don't need any skills at all except, you know, knowing the right people. And Kamala knew uh, Willie Brown, which was all the skills that she actually needed. And, you know, this is now what we have. We have a woman who is one step away from running the country who cannot finish a simple sentence. Uh, You know, they said Ronald Reagan was a great communicator. Well, these, this is just the anti-Ronald Reagan. Biden, uh, too inept to hold the power base under Obama. Kamala, too inept to build a power base under Biden. Uh, both are clueless. Both of them are unpopular. Kamala, I love this. She speaks newspeak. She has a string of uh, cliches, nothing to say, doesn't know how to communicate. Empty shell versus an empty suit. She's the empty shell. He's the empty suit. But when you're looking at it, she keeps repeating the same thing three or four times. Never has someone so empty of everything come this close to running everything. I think that's the best line that I've read about Kamala. That sums it up, doesn't it? Nobody likes her. Her The only person I could think whose popularity would be lower than Joe Biden is Kamala. But he got her, and that was insurance. I believe it was insurance as he was insurance for Biden. In faith, he happened to Obama. They'd have Biden. Faith, he happened to Biden. They've got Kamala. I mean, it's the same type of thing. I think they're put in for insurance as well as diversity. Yeah, that's exactly the case. I mean, Biden wanted somebody that nobody would 25th Amendment him over. And that is absolutely perfect. You know, the question is, if Kamal were to take power, she would have to find somebody even worse and more incompetent than her. And I don't know if that's even possible. That's hard to do. That's really hard to do, find somebody more incompetent. But we've got a whole group of Democrats. And your last article, Democrat economists in charge of deciding if there's a recession. 
excuse me, we don't have to ask economists. You can ask any person on the street. You could have uh, Waters go out in Waters World and ask anybody on the street, are you doing okay or are we in a recession? Anybody with their right mind will tell you we're in a recession, but they've got these economists. Well, we're going, they keep changing it up. And Facebook, this is really awful. This is how bad we've got, where they're censoring posts about Biden's recession. Two out of three American voters, 53% of Democrats believe we're in a recession. And Facebook is is stopping anybody from posting about a recession. Are we just, uh, now, who is running Facebook? Is it being run by the Biden administration? What's going on with that? I mean, certainly it's run by, Facebook is run by their allies. Um, it's run by a sort of political interests who are very much invested in keeping going. But, you know, as you said, people know better. Uh, two out of three Americans have said that we're in a recession. They know we're in a recession. Right. Um, lying isn't going to work, but that's not going to stop them from trying anyway because it's all they've got. He's got this council of advisors. Six out of eight of them are Obama supporters, anti-Trump, to decide if there's a recession. We don't need six out of eight. And I love what you said on that article. Reality isn't controlled by experts. You know, that's a very important thing for us to remember, that reality isn't uh, controlled by experts, be it watching television, listening to radio or whatever, uh, listening to these experts. We don't control reality. Reality is controlled by what people perceive, isn't it? It is. I mean, you when it actually comes to going to a supermarket, you can see for yourself what the prices are. Um, all the attempts by the Biden administration and their media allies to claim that there's no inflation. You know, people just look at the price of gas. So you can't, you can lie to people about some things, but once it actually comes up against their real world experience, it doesn't work anymore. Well, my reality comes up against your dogma. We've got a problem, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's an old statement, but it's still quite true. Let's talk about a reality that we is so important, and I think one of the most important things that you've written about. Military vaccine mandate uh, is a political test. The Army, 28,000 soldiers short of recruitment goal. $50,000 enlistment bonus, $10,000 just to show up at basic training. Is uh, do we have at this juncture an effective military? Right now, uh, the military is facing a recruitment crisis. The army is forty percent below. Other services are suffering. You know, they've pushed out so many patriots because of the so-called witch hunt for extremism under Biden, and now it's the vaccine mandate and uh, it's the wokeness. And, you know, uh, like about a third of the people who they would want to recruit their targets are people who are not vaccinated, who don't want to get the vaccine. They're, you know, young, healthy people. And right now that excludes them from being able to serve in the military, which means they're really scraping the bottom of the ballot. They said, you don't need a high school diploma anymore. Uh, we're waiving all sorts of uh, morals um, for people who have had all sorts of uh, incidents with the law. And they're offering $10,000, $50,000, you know, and still they're not getting the people they need, which says everything. Army, 95 military COVID deaths. They had 176 suicides. Navy, 17 military COVID deaths. Air Force, 16 COVID deaths. That's nothing, isn't it? That's nothing. You'd have that with a flu season, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, Daniel? 
I mean, we're talking about the military. We're talking about people who are generally in good health. Uh, and there's been fairly, there's been very few deaths, 95 um, military deaths altogether. That is a really, really small number. And we're, the Biden administration is completely upending the military. It's driving thousands, possibly eventually tens of thousands um, from the military over 95 deaths. So it's absolutely, obviously not justified. They got 40,000 unvaxxed in the National Guard. The Army Reserve has 20,000 unvaxxed. Military lost 1,100 soldiers in the Army, uh, 800 airmen, 1,000 sailors, and 2,000 Marines. For what? I mean, do we not have a choice? Uh, this, this vaccine was not an approved product. It wasn't even approved. This is insanity. How far off the cliff are we going, Daniel? Are we? And what worries me about this is we are rattling sabers back and forth between us and China. Can we actually fight them at this juncture? Uh, We are certainly not ready. Uh, The military's focus um, in the last few years has been about wokeness. It's been identity politics. Um, You've got drag shows. You've got the promotion of alternative lifestyles. Uh, you've got everything except actually being able to win wars. And Biden's appointees have had no interest in using the military to win wars, uh, much like uh, the Obama administration focused everything on uh, whatever its politics were at the moment. So it had the military spend billions on all sorts of its green energy schemes. And this is a huge problem because the military's function is to defend this country, its national security, and right. it's being used instead as a political piggy bank. Let me ask you about something else that's near and dear to your heart that you you haven't written a whole lot about, but I know that you know about. We're trying to cut a new deal with Iran, trying to make deals with Iran on the nuclear situation, whereas Iran's saying that we can wipe you out now. We've got the ability. Uh, it's a day late and dollars short. And they've got a Kerry who's in there who has sold Israel out, who sold the United States out. Tell me what's going on with Iran, because I have not heard enough about that. I believe this is a major flashpoint, and I think you do, too. Well, um, Iran just threatened that they would turn their peaceful nuclear program in their own words and use it to um, nuke New York. Uh, At this point, uh, what they're doing is going well beyond just going after Israel. It's absolutely about being able to reach America and to reach Europe. Meanwhile, the Biden administration, of course, continues playing this game, and they've basically said that they're going to continue negotiating with Iran for as long as it wants. They have no hard line in the sand for when this is all going to end, and Iran, of course, just keeps demanding more and more. Uh, the Biden administration is just trying to get Iran back to the Obama deal, and Iran isn't even going for that, because bottom line is there's no reason for them to. The Biden administration is already giving them sanctions relief. It's promising them even more, and Biden keeps demonstrating the harder you push him, the more he'll surrender. So, you know, why not keep hitting him some more? Is there an answer to this other than getting rid of the current administration? Can Israel not stand up to the United States and say, look, you don't know what you're doing with these people, or do they know what they're doing with the Iranians? One of the things to remember about Biden is that he's even worse on Iran than Obama is, because around 2006, when um, Biden began making plans to run for president. Obviously, that failed uh, back then. Uh, he hooked up with the Iran lobby. Uh, they began funding him. Uh, he began getting a lot of money from figures who were from for the Iranian regime. So they bought him way back in 2006. He's been theirs for a while. And he's been telling Israel for a while that um, 
even when he was in the Senate, that they're going to have to live with an Iranian nuclear program. Bottom line is uh, China and Iran both have custody of Biden, which means uh, we're certainly not doing anything about it. China, Iran, and the Ukraine, and also he got money from the mayor of uh, of uh, Moscow. Moscow. He's taken money from every every tin horn dictator, everybody who's opposed to the United States. This is incredible. Is it ever going to be looked into? Are we ever going to be able to find out something going on? Will the election make a difference on this? A lot of questions. I'm sorry. Well, I certainly, certainly hope so. Uh, key point, obviously, is to um, move on from Biden, but it's also important to move on from all his appointees. And, you know, this is really the big thing because Obama was out after two terms, but a lot of his people stayed on. Uh, certainly a lot of them came back under Biden, but even under Trump, a lot of them were able to stay behind and to set policy. And, you know, right. whoever comes in uh, next, whether it's Trump, whether it's anybody else, they really have to clean house because otherwise it's a disaster. They're looking at January 6th. We've got a recession in this country. We've got a foreign policy that's in shambles. We've got uh, him cowtailing to uh, Iran, cowtailing to China. Uh, we've got the situation where uh, China's telling us what to do, who can go to Taiwan. I mean, uh, is uh, when I'm looking at this situation, and the Congress is looking at January 6th, does anybody see a disconnect here as opposed to what the people are concerned with versus what they're trying to develop? This, this is a horrible situation in my mind. What do you think, Daniel? Well, their plan is going according to plan. They've wrecked our economy. Um, they've created a situation where America is historically dependent on the rest of the world. We're broken. Uh, we're not even able to get what our basic needs without turning to China and to the Middle East. So uh, America is weaker than ever. America is more dependent than ever. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We've got a major problem. We can't get computer chips. So I go to a car dealership. They have no new cars in there because they can't get the chips for it. You go into a Toyota, a Nissan dealership, and there are no cars, no new ones. They've got used cars sitting in their showrooms. We've got drugs. 80% of our drugs are coming from China. We have become totally dependent on China for everything and also Taiwan. This is a really a bad situation, whereas we used to make things and do things in this country. We aren't anymore. How did we get in this position and can we get out of it? Was it all about profit and greed that we were willing to sell out to China? Is that what it was, Daniel? Uh, certainly it's part of it. You know, bottom line is uh, it's 
Uh, there were people who made a lot of money from taking American jobs and shipping them abroad. And it was very convenient. We still find it very convenient. Uh, that convenience is killing us. But there was also a large agenda, which was uh, creating this multinational sphere. There were claims that uh, if you just connected all the world um, together, America would no longer be so powerful and there would be no more conflicts in the rest of the world. We know, of course, this was a lie. What it actually did was make China very powerful. Um, it also dispersed our supply chain around the world. We are dependent on whatever else happens everywhere else. So anything goes wrong in Asia, in Europe, um, Russia invades Ukraine, suddenly our entire economy uh, goes into a tailspin because we are getting, uh, for example, neon uh which is used in uh, manufacturing computer chips, comes out of Ukraine. China invades Taiwan. Our entire computer chip industry um, is a mess. And right now, the Biden administration is going to spend billions and billions subsidizing more electric cars. Well, that's about all you can do. The electric cars themselves need computer chips, which means about the only things that are going to be available are going to be really expensive electric cars because that's what the chips are going to be reserved for. Uh, ordinary Americans are going to be shut out of car ownership. And this is also arguably going according to plan. We're almost shut out car ownership as it is. You want an electric car, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Well, they'll make it a little exactly. cheaper, four thousand off of it. It's still too expensive for most Americans. Uh, plus, they're saying it's putting a strain on the electric grid, so you're not going to be able to uh, use your car to fill it up. They're telling people don't fill them up today with electricity because it's putting too much of a strain. You either the car or the air conditioning, one or the other, and your power having brownouts. Uh, we are becoming a third world nation for what? When we've got dependable resources, they stopped the uh, the uh, oil uh, pipeline that was going from Israel through uh, Jordan all the way to uh, uh, the Middle East, uh, not the Middle East, but up uh, to Europe. They stopped that and they're getting the oil now from Russia instead. We stopped all of our oil production, all of our shipping. We were at one point a... Uh, net exporter of oil now we're an importer once more i mean this has just been incredible but he hit the united states he hit israel and now he's giving all the opportunity to sell oil to uh, russia so even our allies the germans and those people are having to buy oil from russia this is a bad situation has he completely bungled foreign affairs it looks that way to me uh daniel well, it's, uh, if you assume that what Biden uh, wants is to make America stronger and more economically successful, then he bungled it. If you assume that what Biden does is follow the left's agenda of wrecking America, making it weaker, uh, making it poorer, uh, destroying the middle class, destroying the family, destroying our national strength, then he's succeeding quite well. Now, Biden wow. may have no clue that he actually is succeeding. Uh, the leftist staffers around him are the ones who are actually promoting the agenda. They're the same people running things under Obama. So... Uh, they're certainly succeeding, and Biden may be too stupid to realize that. This is not the actions of a demented man. This is the action of someone deliberately trying to destroy our country, is what you're saying. Yes, that's what the left has been after for quite some time. So this is not happening by accident. It is by plan. It is by design. That's nefarious. You and I both know that. That is very nefarious to our great country. For somebody who took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, but his, must have his fingers crossed when he took the oath. But then the oath doesn't matter. Oaths don't matter to some of these people. Some of them have no moral compass. We'll talk about moral compass when we return. 
with the great Daniel Greenfield, a very knowledgeable and spiritual person. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. God gave us, through Moses, Ten Commandments. Now, if you're Christian, if you're Jewish, you understand that. Uh, If you're other religions, you also have laws that God commanded us to follow. Law was important to God. God wanted us to follow laws. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they talk about God loves you if you follow the law. John says, Jesus so loved the world in one day or another. They gives only beloved son, etc. But the fact of the matter is Mark, Matthew, Luke, Luke, and John, they talk about following the laws. Jesus said, I have come not to change the laws, but to fulfill them. He didn't want to change it. God's laws as in the Old Testament or the Torah are the laws set down for us to follow. They're not suggestions. They were laws. Now, in this country, we are doing away with laws. We've got prosecutors there letting people out. We've got all this happening. If we are a country without laws, we become an anarchy, and we are set for our own destruction internally. We've got to follow laws, and we have to have people who can make and respect the laws. We've got to have legislators who can write laws that are reasonable. We've got to have police who do it properly, uh, arresting people. They can't have their hands tied behind them. They have to be able to, and we have to have prosecutors who will prosecute. We are very rapidly becoming a nation that is without laws, and we're without laws, we're without morality or virtue. Your comment on that, Daniel? This gets uh, back This gets back, become... back to God's original talking about laws. From what I gather, a lot that's in the Old Testament, a lot that's in uh, what uh, Jewish people call the Torah— is having to deal with what God wants us to do, commands us to do in laws, right? Oh, absolutely. We've become a society that's forgotten about God. We've also abandoned the law, and it's no coincidence. When we look back at the Bible, um, the society of the flood, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, we see societies that rejected both God and law and any kind of morality. And the left is trying to substitute its own morality, but its morality changes every few weeks. Um, you know, feminism gives way to declaring that women are now surplus to transgender men. Everything has to be constantly destroyed. There's nothing you can reliably actually, even when it comes to their aberrant leftist morality, there's nothing you can actually rely on. Uh, whereas with God's morality, it's eternal. 
Right. We've got to get back to morality. We've got to get back to common sense. Men and women are different. End of story. Men cannot have babies. Men do not menstruate. Come on. I don't care what you say. I don't care what they're telling us. This is not science. They are so trying to confuse people. Now, this also goes into abortion and the soul of a nation. Uh, uh, Really, this is important. Um, they're burning pro-life counseling centers. Most seeking abortions are poor minorities, 75% of low income, 85% unmarried, 61% they're living with the, they're shacked up with the, the baby's father, uh, 61% already had one child. Now, Margaret Sanger had contempt, absolute contempt for religion. Not only did she have contempt for religion, but she had a strong contempt for the black population, for the poor. She actually worked with the KKK. And at one point, and this was in 1939, she wrote a letter to Dr. C.J. Gamble of Milton, Massachusetts. And she talked about what she thought. And she went as far as to say, the minister's work is also important. Also, he should be trained, perhaps by the Federation as our ideals and goals that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out, her exact words, from Margaret Sanger, former founder of the Planned Parenthood. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population and the minister's the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more, more rebellious members. Now, this is exactly what she is. She was a complete racist. and. This is what's happened to the black population, especially in New York and other places. The abortion issue is an important issue, isn't it? It is huge. It goes to the basic question of what kind of society are we? Uh, In pagan societies, they would sacrifice children on a regular basis. You think about Moloch, you think about... And we've become that society. Uh, Even Biden used to say that abortion should be rare and legal. This was what Bill Clinton used to say, abortion should be rare and legal. Now they say you should actually actively celebrate abortion. Biden just actually has a new executive order coming, which will use Medicaid to pay for abortion. Tourism will intimidate doctors into performing abortions. I like the way you end this article. Our ships and cars are better than ever. Our society is more broken than ever. Abortion doesn't only represent the death of a child, but a family, a future. It isn't only babies who die in abortion clinics, but the potential of two people and the soul of a nation. This is about the soul of the nation. This is so important that where death becomes, we have a society built more on death than we do on life, more on hatred than we do on love. We've got to get back to our value system. This is what we're missing. We have lost our moral compass, I'm afraid, Daniel. We have become so secular that we have forgotten God completely in this country. And this is totally wrong. You see it in your religion. I see it in my religion where they have just totally upended it. Not not in the church you go to or the synagogue you go to, not in the churches that I go to, but in some of the others where they've completely... Uh, I had uh, Gamelko, Gene Gamelko on talking about the Catholic Church and the amount of pedophilia, the number of priests and the number of lawsuits that they've got. Incredible number of lawsuits 
Catholic Church is going to be broke by the time they settle all the lawsuits and things like that. We've got to get back to a morality in this country. Otherwise, we're lost. We have no reason to even exist, do we? Yeah, that's the tragedy of it. Uh, we've turned our backs on what made this nation great. America was a religious nation. It was a moral nation. And now we're increasingly a nation that believes in nothing. And if you see just the bizarre behavior that is all around us, whether it's the mental illness, the school shootings, uh, the general sense of breakdown, the extent to which people now take refuge in cults and conspiracy theories, this is all coming from the same source. When you take God out of the equation, people start going in mad. I have always admired you because I know you're a very spiritual person of God. I've admired uh, what you have done admire your uh, adherence and this is one of the reasons i have enjoyed talking with you so much because when you see these things happening you run it through your own moral compass you run it past there and you ask what would god want me to do and i think that is something we all need to start doing you do that daniel on all of your writings don't you uh, we try, and it's really important to understand what the purpose is of what we're doing, and that really goes back to what I was just saying before. We need to remember what the purpose of the nation is. Uh, if people who don't have a purpose uh, will turn to anything. They'll either just pursue their own destruction, or uh, they'll find the worst kinds of power cults, um, cults of personality, um, things that the left specializes in cultivating and use that to destroy everything around them. And again, that is the great tragedy around us. The uh, abortion issue, as far as I can see, and the Margaret Sanger and the Planned Parenthood is genocide against uh, the black race. And that's the way she set it up. That's what she believed in. The people, I think a lot of blacks understand that. Other people think it's something totally different. Now, the other, uh, what is going to happen with, as long as these cities are so lawless, is the pendulum swinging back or going to swing back? And is this, I think this election could be critical for that. If we don't take it back, take back the streets, take back our morality, we're finished as a nation. I'm sorry. I think we're finished if we don't. It's very true. We can, uh, there's nothing controversial about that because, again, we can just look at our society and see what our society looks like without morality. You know, they used to have the old anti-drug commercial, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. And one would be just the egg and the other would be um, scrambled eggs. You know, this is right. where we are the, the egg, 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 being fried, egg being fried to where, and that's exactly what's happening. And they want people to sit down, shut up, and just uh, do what you're told. This isn't working. Let me ask you, I talked a little bit last hour. I'd like to ask you the question. Censorship in this country, they're censoring everything. Facebook is censoring anything. If you uh, come out and say there's no reset, that we're into a recession, they're censoring you. How dastardly is that so-called, do we not have the truth, ability to speak the truth on some of these platforms anymore where they're censoring people for saying that, we're in in a, in a recession. That's censorable. That's insanity. It is insanity, but we have a regime that believes that if they tell the lies and if they tell them loudly enough, uh, they can prevent anyone from knowing the truth. We have a system ah. in which uh, people are distrusted, in which the government claims that it's fighting misinformation, disinformation, because the people can't be trusted to make up their own minds. 
You know, what kind of people think that the American public shouldn't be able to decide for themselves? Tyrants. Now, Daniel, have you been censored? Of course, I've been deplatformed a while back. I've been banned from. Uh, I've been banned twice on Facebook. I had to come back on. Um, uh, most recently, I've actually been semi-deplatformed on Facebook after one of my articles on ISIS and Rashida Tlaib supposedly violated community standards. On Google, I'm pretty much impossible to find. So that's called shadow banning or deplatforming in another right. sense. Right. I think it's happened to any of us, all of us. It's gonna if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's gonna happen eventually. That's just the reality. I know first time I was censored for telling the truth about COVID and uh Sydney Powell, I mentioned this last hour too, but Sydney Powell said, uh, what took them so long? Well, if you're not being censored, you're not doing your job anymore. Because if you're being censored, then you're getting to the truth. You're hitting them where it hurts. They don't want the truth. It's like Nicholson said, and a few good men, you can't handle the truth. Unfortunately, the American people can handle the truth and deserve the truth. That's why you're with Front Page Mag. That's why you're writing, because you want them to know the truth and handle the truth. Eventually, we're going to win. You and I know that, don't you? We're going to win. We know that because God's going to win. That's the confidence we have. Uh, Obama claimed that there was a right side of history. Uh, this is really a Marxist idea. There's no right side of history. There's God's side of history. Oh, Daniel, that gave me shivers. You're 100% correct. There's God's sides of history. It's not a right side or a wrong side. It's the truthful side. And God only tells the truth. Why do these people, why do they brag about what they're doing? I don't understand that. I don't know why they would brag instead of doing it more secretive, but they're bragging about what they're doing. Yeah, they are. This is triumphalism. This is how they validate their claims that um, they're on the right side, because the more of it they show up, the more shameless they are, uh, the more that they think this proves that they're on the right side. It's like the way Muslims shout Allahu Akbar, which means that if you kill somebody, that means that Allah is superior. We know that's not the source of our moral strength. Uh, we know right. that God works in subtle, hidden, mysterious ways. And just when things look like they're over, like they're done, everything uh, turns around again. You know, it seems that way. I've never thought about that, but it really seems that way. Throughout the entire Bible, it talks about people thought it was over and uh, Esther came through and other people came through. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what happens. And what's also strange is the people that God uses. You know, you go back and you look and you read about Daniel and you read about not, not you, but Daniel and the others and what they did. And he doesn't choose the best people. He chooses the people who can get the job done, doesn't he? Well, he chooses, uh, as it said, with David, a man after his own heart. He puts, he chooses people who may not be outwardly perfect. They may not be the ideal people like Saul. Uh, he chooses David. Instead, he chooses people who internally focus on God, who put God first. And that's obviously a challenging thing. I mean, I read about somebody like, I think it was Moses or one of them was dancing naked or one thing or another. I mean, all sorts of different things. These are people that you really say, you know, a little, little bit out there. Why did you choose them? Because they're the people who could do it. They knew how to do it, and they loved God. And despite some of the silly things that they did, they loved God. And uh, this this was a major difference. So I've learned so much about reading it that God ne didn't necessarily choose the goody-goodies or the perfect people. He chose those who, who were strong and who could do it. And this was important, and people could change. 
I think people are changing right now. Now, Daniel, when we're looking at the situation, uh, what do you see coming as far as the inflation? This is the critical issue, I think, in the next election. However, I think that we have a lot of issues. I think life and death is the abortion issue, the lies that we've been told about the COVID, the whole thing. But I really believe that what's hitting most people's pocket is when they go to the gas pump and when they go to the grocery. Don't you? Oh, absolutely. What's happened with gas prices, what's happened with food prices is absolutely horrifying. And the Fed's tactics, um, brute force, interest rate hikes that are supposed to stop inflation, they're not actually working. We're seeing pretty high inflation. Uh, again, this is just hurting the American people. Bottom line is we have out-of-control inflationary government spending. And what does the, what's the government do? We've got uh, Schumer, Manchin, and Biden concocting something they call the Inflation Reduction Act, which is going to spend a whole lot more money and uh, put about $90 billion into the IRS, audit Americans, and get more money out of them. Uh, this is a co- completely corrupt state of affairs. It'll do just the opposite. We'll be right back for a final segment with Daniel Greenfield. Remember, frontpagemag.com. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, Daniel, I want to get personal with you, if you don't mind. You and your wife, probably a year ago or less than that, had a new child. You've got to be concerned about the future for that child, aren't you? Oh, I absolutely am. It's the subject of really nightmares because uh, we're seeing what's happening to the country. We're thinking about... We're liaising with other parents about how to insulate, and we're part of a religious community. But even so, because, you know, as bad as things are, culturally, I am anticipating that they will get worse. And, you know, even if we bypass the conventional school system, it's still going to be challenging. The most important thing for you is to pass on a better world for your child. That's what every parent wants. And we need to do that. That's the... Well, every time you look at your child, you feel like this is what I'm fighting for, doesn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, that's really what the future is about. We see the future in the faces of our children. So people need to think about their children. They they need to think about where they want the country to go. I feel like this next election, we've got an opportunity. I don't really trust the Republicans, but it's our only choice. We have to go with them because the Democrats have shown us what they are. But we have to have someone who's willing. We need one thing in government, I believe. We need accountability. And we need to have someone who will do what they say. 
our presence on the world stage, we are now no longer a first-rate nation in many respects. Uh, the world's laughing at the America. This is not the America we grew up in, is it? It's a long way away from that country. It's a long way away from it. But the idea that we can get back to a better nation is there. Just as we people can go up, down, they can go up. And that's important to remember. God can bring us down. God can raise us up. And we can raise ourselves up with God's help. Soon. Remember, it's we the people. And there are more of us than there are of them. And the other thing that we have going for us is that we're the only nation that I know of. Uh, there are very few nations where powers come from God. They don't come from people or legislature. Our uh, rights come from God. That's a very important thing, isn't it? That is the most important thing to remember. When you remember that, a whole lot else becomes possible. Thank you, Daniel. Now, what are you writing on this week? What's your next topic going to be? Um, one of the things I'm working on now is about how the Democrats are pushing to just let the government workers work from home uh, because coming into work is for the rest of us. I'm looking at the environmental hazards of a lot of the green energy. You know, there's solar panels and wind turbines. When they go bad, they can't be recycled. They're piling up in landfills and there are toxic waste hazards. Same thing with the batteries. Batteries are terrible. They don't know what to do with mm-hmm. them. And getting all the parts. And where do all the parts come from for the wind, the turbine? Where all the parts come from for the solar and for the batteries? They're all coming out of China. Surprise. Of course. <laughs> and we have a compromised presidency. I hope that that becomes something that they will look at, not the January 6th, but the compromise Biden crime family. That needs to be looked at stronger and stronger. They had the laptop, they had all that material, and nobody looked at it. It's incredible how people can buy their way through on situations like this, or they turn their turn their back to it. They go after Trump, who did nothing. They're going after Biden, who did everything. They, how narcissistic is it to put all that stuff on your laptop? You're doing coke and you're with prostitutes and taking your bribes and all that and leaving it on a laptop. That doesn't show a great wisdom, does it, Daniel? I mean, you know, the old mafia and Meyer Lansky, would he ever do that? No, 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 no. Would any of them do that? No, this is incredible. They can't even be as good as the mafia was. There's no cover up because they know they can get by with it. This is the type of society we're in, isn't it? It exactly is. And uh, this is the kind of shamelessness that we're seeing. And there's also a desperation. These people are trying to destroy themselves. And if we don't stop them, uh, this is this is our future. This is our future. It is so important that we vote this year and that we vote uh, the people out, put some people in. The most important thing is to check out the person's moral compass. Be them Christian, be them Jew. You've got to check out their compass, and you've got to check out that they are doing what you want. And it goes all the way down to the school board and uh, other elections. We've got to go deep. We've got to run deep on this one. You can't just start at the presidency and say, I got a president. You've got to go deep. Daniel Greenfield, thank you. Remember, frontpagemag.com. SultanKanishBlogspot.com All of it at Truth Express Radio where you can hear this broadcast 24-7 All aboard the Truth Express 
You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. The Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Wow, we've got Ken Raposa. He's an industry analyst from the Coalition for a Prosperous America, former staff foreign correspondent for the Wall Street Journal, senior contributor to Forbes, covering China since 2011. Forbes Great Magazine. I've been reading it for years, even subscribed to it. He's a seasoned veteran business journalist with more than 20 years experience reporting locally for the Boston Globe and stationed abroad as a staff report for the Wall Street Journal, Dow Jones News in Sao Paulo, Brazil, where he won awards for his work. His latest House Foreign Affairs Committee talks China experts controls CHIPS Act. CHIPS Act. What's the CHIPS Act? Well, the website prosperousamerica.org uh china they're controlling most of our drugs most of our chips they're buying u.s farmland house foreign affairs committee talking of a china expert about controlling the chips acts auto dealers you can't buy cars in showrooms they got no chips uh taiwan taiwan is responsible for most of the major chip manufacturing I mean, this is incredible. Tell me what's going on there, Ken, with the uh, House Committee. Are they actually doing something for a change? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the CHIPS Act is probably going to be signed into law by Biden on Tuesday, I heard. Um, and the big, and so the biggest problem with the CHIPS Act, you know, so the CHIPS Act is a, is a 200-something billion dollar bill. Wow. And in that, yeah, and in that bill, there's, like all bills, which there, there's good and there's bad. So the good thing is the 50-something billion, which would go to entice these corporations to build what's called fabs, you know, fabrication facilities where they make semiconductors, high-end semiconductor chips in the United States. Because unfortunately, you have to hang a carrot in front of Intel and AMD. You have to do it. Because if you don't do it, China is loaded with carrots, loaded. It's got a big market. It's got a growing economy. It's got low taxes. It's got low regulation. It's got low labor costs. Okay, so that's all the carrot they need without the government saying, "Hey, we're going to give you free land, or we're going to give you a, a ten years of, of you know no income tax." Right. They, they don't need that because they already have these these three issues that are ta- that are paramount for companies. This is, how, this is how companies make decisions over whether they're going to offshore or not, or whether where are they going to invest. Okay. So you have to throw money at these guys in some way. You call it a subsidy, you call it an incentive, whatever you want to call it. Guys who don't like the word subsidies, they get mad and they don't like that aspect of it. But something's got to be done if you want to compete with China. Otherwise, Intel's are just going to say, hey, I'm not getting any help here. China's giving me the help. They got all those three uh, things that I just mentioned that are much lower overhead burdens for me. I'm going there. So that aside. We've got to make chips here because chips are used in all the military also, all the electric cars, so much stuff. It's used in everything, Uh, sensitive technology, 
We've got to make sure that it doesn't get in the hands of the Chinese military contractors right now. But from what I'm reading on your article, the YMTC state-owned semiconductor ties to the CCP, Communist uh, Central Party, Apple provided chips from there, coming directly from there. Uh, Columbus, yep. Ohio facility of Intel, supposed to be one of the biggest plants built, big built Intel plant over in Mesa, Arizona, number of them. They can't get the uh, chip-making equipment. China controls all the chip-making equipment. Where are you going to go from there if you can't get the equipment? That is the biggest problem. So see, so so chip-making is an ecosystem, right? So the United States, well, so what we do in the United States, let's keep it simple for radio, is we design it. We have the machines that make the chips, and then we right. offshore it. We offshore it to Taiwan Semiconductor, Samsung, and so on. Okay, right, and right. they make it in mainland China, but mostly they make it in Taiwan, South Korea. So now, if, now China, what China is doing is saying we want we want a part of that action too because we see the way the world is going with artificial intelligence and quantum computing. We want to be part of the sure, league, but not right? only that, but we've got to have a supply of chips for the military as well as for the uh, commercial. Use it's right. We've got to have a reliable, reliable supply. Right. Now they're building a huge. Very cheap. Go ahead, Erskine. They're building a huge plant uh, here in Phoenix. It's huge. It's uh, uh, a hundreds of acres uh, for Taiwan company. But if Taiwan gets threatened with China, is that really going to be dependable in that sense? Well, that would be a nightmare scenario because if China really wanted to, they don't need to really roll in with tanks on the shores of Taiwan. They could just, you know, capture Taiwan semiconductors manufacturing uh, facilities right. in mainland China, right? If, I, I don't know how much of Taiwan semiconductor chips are actually made in mainland. I'm sure they try to keep most of it in, in uh, Taiwan. But back to the Chips Act, Erskine. So here's the thing where China comes in. So you got the $50 billion or so that goes to Intel, AMD, to make high-end chips in the United States, keep the machines, keep the intellectual property, everything, the whole ecosystem made here. Then right. there's $200 billion, and here's the problem with that. That $200 billion, and unfortunately, this, is going to be, this, this part can't be plucked out of the bill. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to become a law. That means that a, a schools, MIT, Stanford, they could say – let me give you an example – you know, we're going to we're going to come up with a way to make a hologram phone, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope with R2-D2 zapping, you know, an image of Princess Leia to Luke Skywalker in the 70s. We're going to invent that for Apple, and Apple's going to pay us some money. And then guess what? Part of that research that we get from the government to do that work for Apple, it cahoots with Apple, we could, we could just offshore that to YMTC, you know, the Apple partner in, in right, China. We right. could just partner with the Beijing University to make it. Oh my goodness! Plus, yeah. every every college university we have Chinese cultural centers, and a lot of the people there are working as spies for China. They have to. Well, that's the that's the negative of the bill. We we hope it doesn't happen. The odds of it happening is, is it one hundred percent? Some right, some of us right. in that coalition would say it's one hundred fifty percent, and others would say, "Well, let's be realistic. Maybe it's five percent." But you know. It's it, it is what it is. That, that's these these bills don't get plucked <laughs> up. You don't, you don't just get the good stuff. You get the bad stuff. You know, unfortunately. Now, do we need two hundred billion dollars when fifty billion is going to chip manufacturing? What's the other hundred and fifty? No, so fifty billion. Let's make it simple. Fifty billion goes to the likes of an Intel or a Global Foundries and other companies. Fine, fine. Most of them. 
and 200 billion or so, that's the science component, because it's really known as the CHIPS Act and CHIPS and Science Act or something like that. That component of the bill would go to you know, universities to do research, like I said, on the hologram phone. So you and I, we come up with this idea. We're professors at Stanford and MIT. We come up with this idea to make like the Obi-Wan Kenobi R2-D2 hologram phone, right? Yeah. We come up with it. We got to figure out how to do it. We get money from the government to do it. We get money from Apple to do it. Apple, you know, wants to have some of the IP. They want to be involved in it. Maybe Apple says, hey, we'll help you out, but you got to partner with YMTC or then – Maybe you don't even need Apple. Maybe just Stanford itself says, hey, let's do this part and get uh, our oh. friends in Peking University to do it for, for, for us and help us out. So what you're telling guy. me is we can't write a bill without throwing pork in it. Exactly. Oh, my That's God. That's what I'm telling you. And we not, can't not write like, a bill, not like bill we've got, that has, has guardrails, no guardrails to protect against that. that not like we've got that much money to throw away right now, is it? <laughs> no. We Yeah, I mean, the bill for for, for – I mean, to, to give money to Intel, help Intel out, I, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call that throwing money away, really. But no, the $200 no. billion, if you're going to give it to Stanford and stuff like that, and they're going to, you know, partner with um, the likes of Chinese universities or Chinese companies, it's a negative. It's, it's a headwind because you lose those guardrails. China can steal the IP. You know, you're partnering with, you know, who, who everybody considers our, our biggest rival. And, you know, but they, these are all multinationals and universities. They they love it. They love China. They pretend they don't, well, but they do. Ken, what you're telling me is we're going to supply the research for China's next uh, next venture in that. We're going to supply the research. We're going to put out the money for it. We're going to Could put be. out the money for China. Could be. <laughs> you know it's going to be. That's the way it seems yeah. to work. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I mean, you know, th- these are worst case scenarios, right? You, you, you know, that's not going to. That doesn't happen for every last penny, right? It doesn't happen for every last penny. But maybe it happens for a hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. We, we can, you know, you, you can make a prediction. So a billion just, here, a billion there. A classic example. Yeah. Go ahead. I, yeah, I just gave you a classic example, you know, the hologram phone. You know, the hologram phone right. is going to happen one day in our lifetime. Some university is going to come up with it. Some major corporation, probably Apple, is going to come up with the IP, the intellectual property, or the idea to even try making such a thing to scale. They're going to hire some lab somewhere. Do you think they're going to hire a lab somewhere, a manufacturer somewhere in the United States to put it together, or are they going to hire a partner with someone in China to put it together? Let me ask you a point. Are we going to get chips so that we can manufacture cars again? Is that going to happen? Yes, so we are going to do the low-end chips as well. We are going to do the the Chips Act will definitely produce low-end chips as well. Those chips are, you know, pennies on the dollar. They're not big money, but they're they're very important to the automotive supply chain as well. Otherwise, you're laying off people because you can't get chips from Taiwan. Let's say. Yeah. Now the the parts to manufacture chips. Who owns that? Uh, it's made out of rare earth minerals, or what's it made out of? The chip. Okay, silicone, so, well, polysilicon. At, at the core, I think at the core of chip making, right? And I'm not a chip making expert, but at the core of it, I think it's it's some of it is quartz rock, and some of it is even sand. And if you want it, and and China, when Nancy Pelosi was flying into Taiwan within a few hours of her flight to Taiwan, they they said we're going to stop exporting sand to to Taiwan. And now, most people who don't know anything about you know what that even means, they think, wow, who cares? You know, can't, oh no, Taiwan Island can't buy sand. Well, okay. <laughs> the reason why they're buying sand is because they use that to make something, you know, crystal glass, whatever it is they use for that sand to make, you know, as, as an ingredient, as part of the ingredients of making these chips. So, so that's one of the reasons they probably, 
built a huge a huge chip plant, Intel, and also uh, Taiwan in Arizona because we definitely have sand. There you go. And quartz. <laughs> we have a lot of that as well in North Carolina, I believe. Right, North Carolina. you got a lot of quartz in Kentucky, various places where you've got quartz mines, and uh, so you, mm-hmm. we've got all of that. So we're not dependent on rare earth minerals or things that we can't get. We've got the minerals here. Right. We have a lot of the minerals here. The problem becomes when the Environmental Protection Agency or state regulators say, you know, cause this, this is very toxic to do this. You, you, you're not just pulling the stuff out of the ground and, oh, here it is. It's exactly as I need it. Right. It's like, it's right. like if you and I found gold in a river in Nevada. You know, we, we, we didn't pull out a gold necklace. We pulled out little gold rocks. Well, how do we turn that into a necklace? Right. How do we turn that into a gold bar? We get, we have to. The process is is, is toxic for some of these uh, rocks, <laughs> some of these minerals, and so a lot of a lot of regulations are in place, right, to lower that toxicity. Right. We don't want poison stuff going in our rivers, of course not. Well, that that sort of regulation doesn't exist in the Congo. <laughs> it doesn't exist in you know parts of China. So you know that that's why that industry shifts there. Well, the same thing happened with the solar industry. You wrote about that, too. Biden gave China the solar industry, eliminated the Trump International Trade Commission report mm-hmm. uh, to keep tariffs on China. We just essentially gave it to them, didn't we? Yeah, this was, you know, John Kerry was brought in as sort of a fig leaf to China. You know, it's like, OK, we're going to keep a lot of the Trump policies in place on China, you know, uh, sort of, you know, that's that's walking a tightrope. But Kerry was brought in as being, you know, we're, this is how we be friends with China. We, we bring in China in the, in the climate change narrative. We help China helps us save the planet. And, of course, John Kerry and people in his office were instrumental in promoting the idea that the United States had to lift tariffs on Chinese companies in Southeast Asia to import more Chinese solar. So. We'll talk more about that when we get right back with Ken Raposa with the prosperousamerica.org. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Ken, let me ask you a question. Ken Raposa we're talking with, and his group is Prosperous America, Coalition for Prosperous America. America can become prosperous by using fossil fuels. We've got an abundance of them. They're cheap here. We don't have to import them. We're exporting them. Fossil fuels could make us, once again, a world leader in production. This is something that I believe could happen as opposed to going green. Other countries like China, India, they're not going green. They're building more coal plants than you've ever seen. And the fact of the matter is, if we don't start using our fossil fuels, 
we are not going to be able to be competitive in the world market, in my opinion. Is that uh, a, a wrong way to look at things, or do you see it the same way? No. You, well, you, you, well, look, where, where are the, what are the alternative energies? The alternative energies, in, instead of oil and, and natural gas, natural gas is a big way we heat our homes, right? And right, but alter, alternative energies are not that dependable, for one thing. Alternative energies yep. use technologies and all, so where you even just said China's going to be the solar sunshine, OPEC of our world. And so yeah, we are turning OPEC, over yeah. all our energy to places like China when we've got energy here in abundance. Correct. So then it's a question of energy security, right? So what are the alternatives to natural right. gas? As I said, it's solar and wind, because no one talks about nuclear, even though that should be on the table. But it takes seven years to build a nuclear power plant. And I don't know of any that are being built right now in the United States. There might be one or two. Um, I don't think I they've built there. one since the 1970s. Now, here yeah. in Arizona, <laughs> we're turning use... back on the Diablo Canyon or whatever it's called in, in, uh, in, uh, in North, Northern California. They're supposed to, they wanted to shut it down, decommission it, and apparently that's going to have its life extended. So that's, that's, I guess, good news for California. But you're going to go from being fossil fuel secure in the United States to all of a sudden being dependent on green tech imported from Europe in wind. Right. Is, they're big wind producers for now. China will take that over eventually, probably within five years. And solar, which is, you know, 80% of solar manufactured solar panels come from China. And all the inputs that go into making those solar panels, majority of that comes from China. So you're going to be dependent not on not on OPEC, which is a collection of nations, but instead you'd be dependent on China, which is one nation. And of course, the other thing that people don't think about, which is very important, is is if all of a sudden you're going to have more expensive energy, like they have in Europe, that's why they're turning coal back on in Germany. Right. Right. If you're going to have more expensive energy, let's pretend you and I, we have a factory, we make widgets. Well, it costs us $100 a kilowatt to run our factory over here, but it only costs us $0.20 cents a kilowatt, let's say, you know, a dollar a kilowatt to run our factory here, and it costs $0.20 cents a kilowatt to run our factory in Mexico, and it costs $0.10 cents a kilowatt to run it in, in China. Where are you and I, even being patriots, where, where do you and I consider making our widgets so we can stay in business? Yeah, you got. So go you know, to... this this is another issue that people a lot of times don't think about because it's all about the climate and it's all about ruining the Western world and re- the new industrial revolution where you're destroying the old and you know building something from scratch, including new fuel. That's that's the new thing, destroying the old fuel, building the new fuel, while the rest of the emerging market, namely Asia, doesn't have to deal with those regulations and rules. They can have they can power their factories on. Two cents a kilowatt, whatever it is, twenty cents a kilowatt, and you'll do yours on a dollar. Well, if I'm Siemens of Germany and I'm building a big turbine engine in my factory, and it's going to cost me, you know, a dollar a kilowatt versus two cents a kilowatt, where am I going? Right. So what you're saying is, we are regulating ourselves out of prosperity. Regulating ourselves out of prosperity, and this is a great idea. This is a great goal for for the Western one world kumbaya types because. If you lower the prosperity of, of the Western world, you sort of get the middle class to sort of crumble under their own weight. Right, right. Uh, and you rise up the Asian class, right, where the, more, most of the people live, and they're still, you know, they're still, you know, mixing cement and flip flops in, in places like India and China. Right. Uh, then what happens is one day, once again, the, the, the widget maker in Phoenix, Arizona, is essentially making the same amount as the widget maker in uh, Guangdong, China. You see? Right, right. So it's all equal. So now I don't have to hire 
I don't have to. I don't have to worry about labor. I don't have to worry about the, the cost of labor to do to conduct my global business because it's the same whether I'm hiring someone in Guangdong, Sao Paulo, or Buffalo. That's the dream, right? That's the ultimate dream. The ultimate dream is we're all going to be poor worldwide. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We had a manufacturer in the United States, LG Electronics, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, February 22nd, they let go 200 people, 200 workers. Jobs production went where? Went to China. Uh, two problems that they had, the polysilicone that was mined by slave labor, the Uyghurs, uh, that was bad and uh, can't obtain it. And the other one was shipping costs were too high. China got hit with anti-dumping tariffs. Prices went up 50%. So what they do, they set up shop in Malaysia, Thailand, Vietnam, just ran it right through there. So they they are clever. They know how to get around the tariffs and a lot of these things, don't they? Oh, absolutely. You know, look, look, China, look, China thinks of Asia the way the United States in the 50s, 60s, 70s thought of, let's say, the Americas and even part of Europe. It's their vassal. It's their vassal state, okay? Right. You know, you, I lived right. in Brazil for many years. So you go to Brazil, and there was no such thing as a nascent Brazilian auto industry, you know? It was all American. Were, I mean, everything was Amer- – every, pretty much every, every big company was, was American. So, right. so China's like, hey, I'm, gonna, I, I'm taking that model, and I'm doing this with Asia. So to China – Southeast Asia is really an outpost to the big Chinese multinationals now, so they're very easy for them to just shift shift production to these countries. Of course, China doesn't really want to do that uh, willy-nilly because they also have a country of, you know, let's say 400 million workers. Of course, they have a population of one point something billion. Not all of them are workers. Some are children. Some are elderly. But 400 million workers that they have to house and feed and keep happy because those people have to believe in the social contract of their, you know, what some people call their psychopathic overlords of the CCP. And right. in order to keep those people happy, those people have to feel that they're, you know, that, that, you know, the government's got their back, but that they have a standard of living that is safe and on the upswing. So, and that, that, you know, a lot of that has already torn in, in the recent months because of lockdowns of the zero COVID policy of, policy of Xi Jinping where you're you know, locking down Shanghai and people are shouting from their buildings and you know, basically screaming to be let out like, like, they're, in a, right, like they're in a prison. So right. that, that, social, that social contract is torn a little bit. They but all were on house arrest. What's that? 
they all were on house arrest. All on house arrest, exactly. So again, my right. point was though that you know China doesn't want to offshore like American multinationals want to offshore because China's government also wants to make sure that that the plebs are, are gainfully employed. Otherwise, there's a lot more of them than there are of CCP bosses, right? Right. Uh, so you right. know it's 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 a tricky situation. They're, they're outnumbered. They got to keep these they got to keep these people fat and happy and entertained. You know. One and thing after reading that, make sure they're working. After reading your article, Ken, one thing that I noticed is we have been aiding China on every chance we can. Biden increased uh, the quota to import solar cells, doubled it. He dropped the tariffs for double-sided solar cells uh, used by utilities. Well, they just mislabeled stuff when they brought it over. But uh, uh, they made China the solar sunshine OPEC. Uh, the only people making money off of this is going to make money for everybody, new jobs and everything. The only one making money are the installers because the, chi- the panels are almost all Chinese. He wants the U.S. 40% solar by 2035. 80% of the voters want the U.S. made solar. Uh, this is just incredible. The U.S. has no capacity to build util- utility-grade solar. So this is really big. And we also don't know how to get rid of these solar panels when they go out. We have nowhere to do it. We've got thousands of them to be dumped and where are we going to put them? we got no way to dispose of them, do we? I heard about this. I read a story. I think I heard about a story. I think it was the New York Times, actually, about how they could be could be toxic. Of, of course, you know, where, where, where do you put it? You know, these things don't come from pixie dust. It's not like – it's also <laughs> not like, you know, a, a to-go container that's made of uh, – Made from right. plants that you can throw in your backyard compost. This is a big piece of metal that uh, has glass and components and wires mixed in. And those things, I, I don't know how long a solar panel lasts. The technology is a lot better than it was in the 70s and 80s. So I'm sure they last a long time. But what's a long time? Is it 10 years? Is it, is it 50 years? Well, you know, uh, what happens after 50 years? Where do you put, where do you put acres and acres of solar that have out, <laughs> outlasted their, their, their lifespan? I, I, Absolutely. I really don't know. Absolutely. And how much farmland and other land is it taking up to put these solar farms up? It takes a lot a of lot. lot of land <laughs> for lot. those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I want the... to tell you one thing that might make your day. So, you know, yes. this company we started up talking about, which is YMTC, which stands for Yangtze Memory Technology Corps. They're a big Apple partner. And there is chatter. Reuters reported this, uh, I think, yesterday. And there is there is a, a consideration of putting them on a like a, what's called an entity list, and that would make it so that Apple was would be unable to do business with them. So that company right now is free and clear, even though they're state owned uh, or at least partially state owned by the Chinese government. Right. So they're free and clear. You could do business with them without getting permission from the U.S. government to do so. But that might change, and if so, Apple would be in trouble. They would have a harder time, perhaps, doing business with y, with YMTC. Wow. That would be a major. Yeah, major I mean, of course, break. the Apple lobbyists and are calling, you know, Congress and calling Con- Commerce Department and calling the International Trade Commission, you know, every every week. Of course, you know, we we you know. So whether they're <laughs> successful, you know, we we don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. Now, the other article that I really loved was the SEC's climate proposal sets table Oof. for Netherlands-style farm crisis in the U.S. Now, when I'm looking at this. How much land, how much farmlands uh, has the uh, have the Chinese bought up here? And how much land have we bought up in China? Well, 
much land the Chinese had bought up here, but I guarantee you it's a thousand times more than the land we bought there. We're not allowed to buy land there, are we? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure not. A lot of the land that was bought here was bought by a company called Smithfield Foods, which used to be an American-owned company, publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange, and now it's Chinese, owned by a Chinese company. They bought it, poof, I would say, almost, almost 10 years ago now. Yeah, that's uh, fa- famous, so they're, they're uh, Smithfield hams. Smithfield hams were really good. But then uh, China loves pork. It's a real delicacy, so that's almost a perfect fit for them. But they're buying up that, and the the farm crisis in the Netherlands this is something uh, making life impossible. The climate change policies are making Correct. life impossible for the farmers. Yep. Now, this climate change, uh, they're doing away with uh, farming, especially the ranchers. They're really going after meat production, aren't they? Well, absolutely. And let's just take so the SEC, let me explain. So the SEC policy story you're talking about that ran in Forbes, I believe, on Monday. And right. that you can just type in my name, SEC, ESG, and you'll, you'll find it. Um, and that's a that's a proposal. So it's not a rule yet. They're proposing it. And what they want to do is let's whether you're a food company or whether you're a fossil fuel company is they want to make it that if you're publicly traded, and that also includes your publicly traded lender, that those guys have to know how much pollution Erskine is. So if I'm let's say let's make it simple. So let's say I'm Bank of America and I'm lending money to you, your radio station. And I want to know, I'm lending you know, a million dollars a year to you guys, a million dollar loan out to you guys, and I want to know, as a matter of course, hey, how is this radio station? Who, who turns your lights on? What do you plug into? Well, I'm plugged into the local Arizona coal-fired power plant. Eh, negative. Negative. I don't, I don't know if I could give you a loan anymore, you see? So these, these are things that are going to happen. These are things that we're seeing happening in the Netherlands. Of course, we're just focusing on farms, and this is the things that the SEC wants to do, and farms would be heavily impacted by this. Now, one of the reasons why this is the case is because, again, it goes back to what I'm sure many of your you know, listeners have heard of, you know, the, the Davos Great Reset, right? And if right. you kind of look at it like this, it's a, it's a new industrial revolution, okay? It's a new industrial revolution going on in the West. The Western world leaves it. They're destroying the old, and they're rebuilding things from scratch. And there's basically five pillars in this. And that would be new food. So that would be none of the traditional farms that you know of. We're going to do cultured beef. We're going to try the cultured beef world. That's beef made in the lab. You know, your farmer's wearing a lab coat. New fuel, that's solar and wind, okay? Uh, New transportation, that's your Tesla. New drugs, not for sick people, so not drugs on for cancer patients. It's new drugs for healthy people. So, you know, you're a man, you think you're a girl, here's a drug for you for the rest of your life. You're a healthy guy, you're a healthy person, but now you're a girl, so you're going to be on these drugs for the rest of your life. You know, there's a new pandemic out. We don't know what it is. Here's a new vaccine. You know, here it is. Every month you got to get it. Get the subscription model. So that's that's the new. And then finally, it would be new money, which would be central bank digital currency. So all these things are rolling out as we speak. And and ESG, the the environment, social governance uh, policy of SEC, whether willingly or not, leads to these things because it pressures Western companies that are polluting industries to greatly downsize consolidate them at the top where big corporations buy them out or these guys, you know, all these guys just go out of business and it opens the door for alternatives like solar, like wind, or like I said, like a uh, uh, lab grown meat, which is a trend that, you know, a lot of startups are invested in right now. Right. Right. Now you've got, you got a couple of things. They're out to destroy domestic farming. It's becoming too expensive. The cost of diesel, mm-hmm. cost of fertilizer, and especially the cost of regulations 
this is all going together to force the farmers out of business, isn't it? become a hobby farmer you know so you and i we have 20 acres of land and i got maybe right, 10 cows right. on it and maybe i sell one i got a bull and he sires a calf or whatever and i you know give it sell it to someone for meat, and i make you know maybe a thousand dollars or whatever it is but it's not it's a hobby it's a hobby farm you know and, and then the rest would be like these massive commercial farms with thousands of heads of cattle living you know shoulder to shoulder the ones that the environmentalists have been complaining about for years and years stepping in their own dung eating hay because the grass is gone because they've eaten it all uh, right. And those guys will thrive. And then if those guys don't thrive, then what will happen is the local meat packer will just import beef from Botswana and Brazil where those regulations don't exist. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about how they're more offshore of native-grown, raised food, more imports from countries without agricultural restrictions. So we're just doing away with it. Now, if this is happening, why would the Chinese and Bill Gates be buying up so much farmland in the United States? why China would be doing it other than maybe they see it as a way to make it more, you know, make it so that when there is consolidation, they can put more pigs that they own on that land or they could put cattle that they own as a big giant multinational on that land. And they'll have the wherewithal to afford those. those, those well, uh, well one, one thing, Ken, um, they're buying up a lot of farmland around uh, military bases. That's one thing. So we know what that's right. For. So then they can put up a Huawei, you know, five G tower, and right. they can, you know, you know, they can listen to what's in, you know, what's you going betcha. on in the military base. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen because I'm sure the government will not let a Huawei tower go up anywhere near a military base. But but the biggest sure farm farm owner right now in the United States is Bill Gates. And if they're putting more restrictions, why would he invest in something like that? He wouldn't. Well, the only thing I can think of if I want to be really, you know, sinister is that he's buying it because he wants to put it in nature preserve, so you can't buy it. Ah. So it just lays fallow, so you don't use it. Yeah, we got all these acres of land that could be used for, you know, arable land that could be used for food, but no, sorry, you can't put anything on it because Bill Gates or some some philanthropic guy who cares about the planet, he owns it all. So you're just going to have to eat the lab-grown, you know, mealworm patties or something like that instead. You know, these, well, these are markets. These are markets that these guys think are going to exist in five or ten years. They really believe this. I don't well, know if people are going to eat cricket cricket burgers, but they think they will, and so they're trying for it. They're they're gearing up for that. They've got companies making it in Canada right now. Worms and uh, cricket <laughs> burgers and all that type of stuff. They're really working on exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. So this is something that's coming in, and they don't want you eating any more meat or anything like that. So it's a total, right. total change. Everything is impossible burgers and soy this, soy that. It's all mm-hmm. chemically manufactured. And so you're going yeah. to be at but other even, people's at least the whims. impossible burger, though, uh, Erskine, right? At least we could say that is, is grown from a farm. So I could say, okay, that's endami or, or pea uh, and soy all mixed in. Of course, it's, it's heavily processed. But you and I can say, okay, well, that's the way the world's going. Okay, I'm, going, I'm not going to have my cattle anymore. I'm going to grow this pea protein and this soy. So I can still be a farmer. I can still, I can still have that life. But how about the cricket? How about, how about the mealworm? I don't, or how about the lab-grown meat, you know, where somebody, I got two or three cows, some lab guy comes and makes an indent, makes a slice and, you know, a muscle in a cow and brings it to the, stitches them up, brings it to a lab and turns that little piece of flesh into a, whatever it is, tries to grow it animal stem cell tries to grow it into a hamburger i mean literally this this i mean this is what science right is trying to do there are startups in this space you you can look it up i think i even linked to it in the forbes article 
Wow. Uh, you could just look up, you know, cultured beef. And oh, here's another beauty because we talked about talking about we talked about China uh, a lot in our, in our call. Every five years, China comes up with every year rather, China comes up with their five-year plan. And guess what? China is heavily invested in in their five-year plan. It is that new foods market that I that I mentioned earlier. It is the lab-grown meat market. So China is heavily invested in that because they know the Western world is just going to outsource it to them if they go if they go that route. They'll just get the IP on it. They'll get the intellectual property. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go that way. You don't want to go that way. What about the no, money? They're also, they're also talking. You know, I mean, they're, they're trying. They're trying for it. They're also talking in this country. I've heard talk and read a couple of articles where they definitely want to do away with money. Cash. Especially. Well, yeah, that would be the new money. That would be like a central bank digital currency system. That that and, that, and that's when and that puts you on a that puts you on a, in sort of a control grid, you know, sort of like yeah. China so everyone right? they'll know everything you spend it on. Now, the, you, there's a really aside from that, aside from knowing everything you spend your money on, there's another big downfall because at one point I think it was Norway that went down two days before a major holiday. All the grid went down. Nobody could get any money. Nobody could spend anything. Ouch. We'll be right back with Ken Raposo. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Again, this is rather disturbing, and I'm saying that in the mildest of terms. New food, new <laughs> fuel, new drugs, new money. Is this what's really coming? Do you really believe this is what's coming? It looks like they're implementing it day by day. How can we stop it? How can we get back to prosperity? How can we get back to sanity? Okay, so yes, if, of course it's of course it's coming. Uh, you look at where the money is going. You look at their startups that exist, and what I just described to you, uh, where some countries in Europe, for example, are charging heavy taxes on people who run who, who buy a um, a traditional car instead of an electric vehicle. So they're forcing it on you again. You have to think of it as a new industrial revolution, right? And it's, right. it's but it's different than the horse and buggy giving way to the Model T. It's more of you know we're going to kill your horse, kill your buggy. Burn the wheels, and you're going to buy this car. I can't afford it. Doesn't matter. You have to figure out how you're going to get it because everything right, else is right. going to be destroyed. So they're literally laying it's a shop law type system that they're enforcing uh, on people because you know it is unclear to me if people really want to uh, drive a Tesla because maybe people um, drive far. Maybe they don't like that style of car. Maybe they don't like the way it looks. They like an SUV. Is there an electric SUV? Well, yeah, there is, but it costs $80,000. Do people have $80,000 for an SUV? So it depends. 
Um, it depends on consumer. Are, the, are consumers going to going to buy it? You know, when you came out with the Beyond Meat or uh, the Impossible Whopper, were people buying it? I, th- I think you know, I, I challenge one of your listeners: just go to Burger King and order an Impossible Whopper. I mean, it tastes fine. It doesn't taste like meat, but it, it's 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 fine. Um, and just curiously ask them: you know, is this a big seller? I mean, people are people buying this stuff because Beyond Meat. When it did its initial public offering, I think on the NICE, could be on the NASDAQ, but when they did their IPO, it rocketed. And now that thing is down like 80% since its IPO. So some investors aren't, aren't buying it, and I don't even think consumers are eating it. So when you ask me, is this really going to happen, they're certainly trying. The powers that be are certainly trying because they're trying to create new markets, right? That's how they're thinking of it. They're trying to create new markets. They want new things to invest in. The old way is saturated in their mind, and they're coming out with a new way. And these are the sectors that I said that are, are, are primed, are primed for the pump. They're, that's where the, all the money is going, the new food, and we're going to punish the traditional farming, new fuel, we're going to punish oil and gas, right? New transportation, right. we're going to punish guys who don't make electric cars or, or drive electric cars. New drugs, okay, new pandemic every other year. Here's a new vaccine you must get or you can't work, you can't go to school, keep, can't keep fly, getting whatever. Boosted. Keep getting boosted. So it boosted. goes on and on. Now, when you're talking about the – the cars and the fuel. In other words, that's why they're saying they're not worried about the price of gas because they want us to be forced out of our gas cars. They're not worried about Mm -hmm. the food because what they're doing is they're forcing it. They're going to raise the price of food to where we can't afford it. We're going to have to go to plants. I mean, all of this is being forced upon us so that we're being led by the nose this direction. And this they're forcing it upon us because you won't be able to afford it. And this is the great reset. They take the money from the poor, giving it to those who are even richer. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, you, you can look at it like that. And I know some people will see that as a conspiracy theory or whatever, even though the world. Like, no, it's form. not theory. It's, it's right there. It. It's not. It's, it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. It's out in the open. But, you know, you hear the media or the blue check marks on Twitter. They'll go up in arms about it and whatever. You know, the usual suspects will complain. But, again, don't use their language. You know, use, the, use what it really is. It's a new industrial revolution in the West, coming from the Western world. They're destroying the old. They're destroying the old. And they're rebuilding a new market, and they're rebuilding it along the lines of those five things primarily. And you could see it every day. You could see it in their policies. You could see it in what they do with, with on, on which, climate change. Which one did I in that direction? It's not hard. Which one did I get? I I missed one. Food, fuel, drugs, money. Which other one? Tra- uh, fuel, transportation, cars. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. So. Are we going to be able to adapt to this? Well, it looks to me like we're not going to have a lot of choice if uh, it goes along there, the way that they're doing it, because you won't be able to afford to use get any of the things that we're used to. It just comes that simple, doesn't it? Right. It all depends. Everything depends on consumer choice. Otherwise, it's like a top-down, you know, technocratic society that says, you will eat the muffin or you will eat the you know you will have one cat you will have one kid you will drive one car you will live in this apartment communist you, you style, can right? eat you can eat your regular hamburger but it's going to cost you 25 dollars <laughs> you can eat one a regular hamburger a week but if you eat two it's going to cost you the esg your climate credit score is going to drop and that's going to affect your credit i mean who knows i, I mean this is, they would love this and many people come out and say it and i'm sure there are a lot of people who you know you and I might not like, who disagree and think, yeah, this is you're right, Ken. This is this this is a bad idea. No one's no one's going to buy this. People aren't going to be cooking oh. out and having mealworm burgers. They're just not going to have. You know, when Get I was in China in 2000, I think it was 18. 
I went to this market, and they sold all kind of Chinese foods, including wacky Chinese foods, okay, like 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 fried tarantulas and fried scorpions. And I can tell wow. you, hold on, a second, the only kid, I thank you. Them were the Westerners, Chinese Remember, prosperousamerica.org. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.